in Bronzeville. That's the latest neighborhood turning to private security firms to deter crime. Alderwoman Sophia King of the 4th Ward announced a pilot program last week that would bring together community organizers with security guards from Halo Security Group to patrol the streets. Now, the program's set to start in two weeks, and it's estimated to cost $100,000. Later in the hour, we'll talk with two researchers about the effectiveness of private security patrols on reducing crime. But first, here now to tell us more about this program is Alderwoman Sophia King. Welcome to Reset. Hi, Sasha. Thank you for having me. How are you? Sure. Thank you so much for making the time. Uh, I want to start with uh, more on the motivation behind this pilot program. Why do you want to bring in private security guards to the streets of your ward? So, you know, again, we're doing uh, violence intervention as well as private security. Uh, This is something I've been working with our, we've been working with our community on uh, for some time. Everyone deserves to be safe in their homes, at work, uh, at school, uh, and the city, the city should be, you know, ensuring that everyone is safe. Uh, but they're failing at that because they are. Uh, private citizens are stepping up uh, to fill that gap. Um, and so, you know, my plan was to put, uh, you know, more eyes on the street as well as uh, looking at long-term intervention, which is why we're also partnering with uh, ex-cons for community and social change. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're, we're you know, uh, looking at um, initially uh, we had uh, uh, University of Chicago covers a, a really large footprint um, in my ward, and they are hiring um, ambassadors, which are the same kind of unarmed security Um uh, from Hyde Park, mm-hmm. you know, all the way to North Kenwood, Oakland, and Kenwood. And it excluded, their footprint doesn't include Grand Boulevard. So this pilot is just in Grand Boulevard um, so that we can kind of duplicate the ambassadors or eyes and ears on the street. Yeah. But also we've had some repeat um, areas of gun violence, and we want to get at some of the root causes of that. And so we also invited um, ECCSC, who we know that have done um, good work in the community, to also uh, participate in making our community safer. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought up some of those other initiatives here across the city. We talked earlier this year on Reset with residents over in Bucktown and Lincoln Park at the time that they decided to to hire private security. Um, and we know that, that that idea has just grown ever since. Have you talked with residents over there or other aldermen about how effective these patrols are? Yeah, I, I, I haven't spoken specifically with how effective. I, I'm pretty sure I've heard it's working in Lincoln Park, um, and we're duplicating and expanding, you know, some of those types of efforts. We've been working with, you know, our community uh, on this, like I said, for some time. Um, and we believe uh, that, you know, it will be uh, effective if we have more eyes and ears on the street uh, during good times. People get to know them um, and also have, as I said, a violence intervention program to look at and to form relationships uh, with some of these, what it seems to be, repeat offenders who haven't um, been held accountable, but to try and understand, you know, what's going on Mm -hmm. um, in the family, what's going on, you know, with these youth. 
um, and to provide mentorship um, and to get, you know, really at some of the root causes. And I want to uplift that uh, piece of it. It's being overlooked. We keep talking about the private security, but we're really looking at this holistically. So without having those conversations, I I wonder what evidence you have then that, that these sorts of private patrols are effective at deterring crime? Like what, what keeps you so optimistic that it'll work? Yeah. So, so there is evidence in Lincoln Park. It, it has worked. Um, I've, I've heard that. I haven't talked to that alderman is now gone. Um, and there's a, a new alderman there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so we do know that there's evidence. Um, but I also, you know, these are just more eyes and ears on the street. There's definitely evidence, evidence, for violence intervention programs working. We have, you know, proven evidence of that in the city and elsewhere and with this organization um, and other organizations as, as well. So we do understand that that is, um, those are proven uh, metrics uh, that have worked and, and will work here as well. Um, and with the part, private uh, security, it's really having more eyes and ears. Um, so their job will be to, you know, call um, the the um, uh, intervention uh, partner, so in this case, ECCSC or ESCONS for Community and Social Change, and or uh, the police, if it needs to be escalated to that. But they're also in contact with each other uh, because sometimes ECCSC can uh, provide de-escalation. Um, and so we're really working in concert like we need to be doing in the city. All of these programs can't just, you know, police our way out of safety, although I think police are needed as part of the plan, as as Mm -hmm. I know you guys have talked about, would like to pivot to some of those comments um, and adjust some of those as well. Um, But we need, you know, this type of collaboration with everybody, you know, community residents, um, uh, ambassadors, as we're calling them, violence intervention programs. Uh, the police officers are all working in concert to bring safety to our community. Mm-hmm. So just so we're clear, Alderwoman, Halo Security um, and the uh, ex-cons for Community and Social Change, uh, they'll all be working with Chicago Police on this initiative? Yeah, they're working together. We've had you know several meetings um, with each of them to talk about, um, you know, specifics in terms of of, you know, kind of our plan and, and who's there uh, to do what. Um, and, uh, yeah, so everybody, you know, will be working together. Mm-hmm. How often will there be patrols? Yeah, so they'll they'll only be there, you know, Thursday through Sunday. Okay. Um, and in the evening hours. Um, so, you know, it's not 24-7, um, but these are the hours that we're, you know, experiencing um, uh, the highest. Uh, amounts of of crime in our community, um, especially in this particular area. So this is uh, in the Grand Boulevard uh, community only. Mm-hmm. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just joining us, we're talking with Alderwoman Sophia King of the Fourth Ward, and we're discussing a pilot program that will bring private security patrols to Bronzeville. The use of private security to deter crime has become a trend in this city since it uh, since last spring. Uh, Bucktown, uh, Beverly, and Morgan Park, just uh, a few of the neighborhoods to experiment with uh, patrols. I imagine, Alderwoman, that some listeners right now are listening to us and they're thinking that these sorts of patrols are 
really the job of police officers. Is the use of, of these private patrols an indictment of the Chicago Police Department? Um, so, yeah, as I said earlier, you know, the city should be ensuring, you know, that everybody is safe, uh, but we're failing at that. Um, and, you know, as you have stated, other folks, private citizens, mostly in, in wealthy neighborhoods, are are stepping up to fill that gap. Um, you know, this, this plan um, is filling that gap, so to speak, um, and that, you know, I think we do need to have more police officers in communities uh, where they belong, where they belong. And so right now, you know, they're, they're not um, in the communities where they belong or in the communities uh, that need them the most and at the right time. So, yes, I do feel that the current uh, plan um, is failing uh, the residents, which is why, you know, I uh, came up with a safety plan, as you know, and mm-hmm. you guys discussed on your last show. You know, what I would like to emphasize is that this is paired with violence intervention, um, just like in the safety plan where we call for $200 million commitment this next year for violence intervention, um, along with, you know, police, along um, with the community, along with other efforts around safety. So I want to just emphasize that. I know you keep talking about the security, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's a comprehensive uh, plan. And I think it's one, you know, that we need to look at at our city. We need to uh, double down, uh, quadruple down on the amount of money that we're putting into violence intervention. Mm-hmm. Um, the city council allocated $85 million this year for violence intervention. Not even $5 million was spent. Um, if our priority is the safety of our community, then, then why haven't we allocated those resources? Um, and so, you know, we need to, um, like I said, you know, work with all of our safety partners in order to do that. I think violence intervention is a strong piece of that. Yeah. There, is, there are metrics to show that uh, it's proven, even in our own city. Uh, we need to scale up those programs that are doing good work mm-hmm. um, and then incent young people to come into the legal market, um, doing that by, you know, giving them uh, financial incentives, uh, giving them mentors uh, uh, that can really show them a path. Um, coming with with that would come, um, you know, a job training, a trauma-informed care, wraparound services uh, for uh, their families, because we often know that some of these issues are starting with the family. Obviously, there are other systemic issues uh, under-resourced com- communities, you know, racial um, um, inequities and all types of things that, that um, yeah. get at the root causes of this. Uh, but we need to, you know, attack this this issue yeah. uh, head-on and in all directions, and I believe violence intervention is a strong part of that. Well, let's dig more into this, uh, Alderwoman. As you mentioned, we did sure. discuss uh, your um, safety plan on our program last week. So I, I would love for mm-hmm. you to get a chance to give us an overview. You've made announcements about other initiatives that you believe will help reduce crime in this city. So talk more about what those plans are in addition to this private security team idea. Yeah. So, so as I said, violence intervention is a huge part of that. Um, you know, a $200 million commitment to uh, violence intervention. Um, 
over the next every year over the next few years. Um, we have the resources. We can talk about that, but I just want to emphasize that you know that's something that we need to do um, to address the violence as well. Um, but also putting more officers in our community. I I believe uh, that um, you know police are a part of the solution. They're not the only solution. Um, you know, I've always said as an educator and teacher that there are two professions where we try and throw everything at their feet that we are unable to solve as a community, and that's police and teachers. And so they can't do it alone, but they are part of our community. They are our brothers, our sisters, our uncles, our aunts, and I believe we can both uplift them and hold them accountable. Um, so we need more presence. And like I said, they're not in the places that they need to be in the most violent areas and in the most, at the uh, most uh, frequent times. And that's just poor leadership. Um, and so part of that for me is um, making them available. So taking them, you know, out of, of these, um, uh, what are they called? Uh, um, out of these units, and back into the community, um, the work week I suggested. I I, um, I know. Are you are you still talking not, about the retired officers? Work. Go ahead. Or are you Sorry, talking about retired officers? Yeah. So part of the plan would bring back uh, retired officers. Um, so a thousand um, retired officers uh, to also fill um, the detective spots. We're also talking about increasing two hundred detectives. Part of the reason is a lot of crime. And our communities, especially black and brown communities, is because the clearance rates are so low in the city. We've got some of the lowest in the country. Um, and then, um, you know, people are afraid. You're, you're almost 95% um, um, able to get away with violent crimes and murder mm -hmm. in these communities. Um, and so we have to start solving uh, crimes and holding folks accountable. And, and older women, when you talk about mm -hmm. violence intervention, I want to be clear what you mean. Sure. Um, so violence intervention programs are uh, programs with metrics uh, generally um, ran by organizations um, with community credibility, um, uh, often with uh, formerly um, incarcerated uh, individuals as part of that program um, who are working uh, with in collaboration, you know, with government, with community organizations, uh, with faith leaders, social service agencies, um, to uh, target, if you will, um, young people, well, actually young or old, but uh, people who are likely to be shot or to shoot um, and um, or at highest risk for gun violence. Um, and they, um, you know, uh, try and mentor them, bring them into the fold, offer them incentives uh, to come off of the street, um, and and then off, also offer trauma-informed care, um, like I said, mentorship, okay. uh, job training, um, and these types of things that lead to individuals uh, becoming a part of the formal economy um, and a part of the community. You so mentioned I mean. you mentioned accountability a few moments ago, sure. older women. How will Halo security be held accountable in case an accident occurs? Like, is there an oversight body of some kind? So, um, we are we've been working with the community 
on this, uh, the Grand Boulevard Advisory uh, Council as a safety uh, subcommittee who is very involved with this. But I will, would like to say, again, the, the picture that you're painting is different. These are unarmed ambassadors who will be extra eyes and ears on the street. Um, and so, uh, you know, when you reference if something happens, I'm not quite sure what, what you mean by that, but, you know, they are unarmed, extra eyes and ears on the street um, that will be present in the community. I mean, altercations could, could occur. It, they're stopping crime, right? Well, no, they, they, would, they are unarmed security who, um, whose job it would be to call the police if there's something um, but mostly we're, we're mitigating crime. And, and I think that's, you know, where our city needs to be. We need more eyes and ears in our community during good times, building relationships so that people understand, um, you know, both people who are uh, uh, likely to commit crime, that people are concerned and the community is concerned and, and they're going to fight for their community. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't, envision this quite the way that it's being portrayed. I, I think, again, um, these are extra eyes and ears on the street. We're working also with violence intervention programs uh, that are unarmed as well that will be working uh, with the community. Um, and, you know, I think it's, uh, like I said, a community-led uh, process um, that where everyone should be working together right. in order to make our community safer. I mean, you, you say it's being portrayed a certain way. Why do you think maybe it's not sticking with some folks, this idea? Well, no, I, you just mentioned if something happened, and I, you know, okay. I just was pushing back that, um, that you know, these are extra eyes and ears on the street, um, you know, unarmed. Um, it is not their job to uh, stop crime. Um, you know, that is still the job of our police. How about um, a how about a push for community engagement rather than private security? Oh, we've done that. So, you know, throughout we've like I said, the uh, Grand Boulevard Advisory Council, um, the community has been engaged. So this has been um, you know, a process that is led uh by the community uh that I serve. Um and it's at their request and their input uh, that we've um, come, you know, to these decisions. Um, but I also think, and like I said, I've, I've also um, given a proposal citywide mm -hmm. um, of having more presence on the street during good time um, and having our police in our communities um, and so that they're present to mitigate anything from happening um, from the start. Um, and that is also something that the communities are offering or are asking for. You know, I, I represent from Hyde Park to downtown with Bronzeville yeah. in the middle. And no matter what community I'm in, uh, the number one request is for more presence. They want to see, you know, officers on bikes, on foot patrol, just part of the community. And so that's the number one request. They want officers at their best, obviously. Right. Um, but like I said, we can both uplift officers who are part of our community, who live in our communities, and hold them accountable.
Uh, they're not mutually exclusive. Um, and I think together with violence intervention programs, um, especially targeted at, you know, our top 10 and 15 right. um, communities that are out there, that we can actually um, get at, you know, this violence and make a dent in it yeah. that we're not back here in 20 years. We'll have to leave it there. That's Alderwoman Sophia King of the Fourth Ward. She's also running for Chicago mayor. A reminder that that election is coming up on February 28th of next year. Alderwoman, thank you so much. 